Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. If I look a little feeble or weak or a little uh, sketchy up on my feet, it's because we've started... Yet another new diet oh, at the Van Ranch. This is, uh, is this new? Like, like in terms of, I, you haven't mentioned this at this all. This is very new. This is 24 hours in, and already I don't think I'm going to make it till the end of the week. Okay. Oh, all right. What, did, what, when did the idea come about? Well, I guess it's been festering in somebody's brain for some time, and right. it certainly wasn't me. <laughs> It was brought up over the weekend. All right. In a very subtle suggestion because I, of course, do 99% of the cooking. Yes. So now, the, where are you going with this? Air and a prayer for dinner every night. <laughs> Sometimes we'll have a, an extra large mug of air. Gotcha. Um, so the lovely Maria, as we age, has been feeling just off. And she's been reading, and of course, when you read, you learn things, and I really got to stop her from reading or looking at the computer. Right. Uh, and she's been talking to other people who have really gone, like, almost completely to a plant-based diet. Okay. So, sometime back, this is going way back, uh, the lovely Maria decided that she couldn't do carbs anymore. Carbs made her feel horrible. I remember that, yeah. So I would often say, I'm the only guy who ever married an Italian who can't <laughs> eat pasta. My life is a hell. <laughs> so we rarely ever have pasta unless we're visiting her mom or occasionally when the kids come over, we'll do like a Sunday thing and we'll make homemade pasta. But it's very rare. And uh, then her brother decided that he was going to cut back on meats and has now basically given them up wow. due to his heart issues. Okay. And so now we are down to veggies and non-meat proteins. That's it. Okay. Non- so, non-meat, so, so plant-based proteins. Would yeah. fish be included? In uh, at this point, I think we're cutting fish out as well. But really? we're... We're, we're like eggs you can have, beans you can have, nuts you can have. There's an assortment of things. I got a list. Gotcha. So dinner last night. <laughs> you know there's an issue when your wine bill is more than the food bill. <laughs> uh, we had. Oh, uh, it can't be the first time that's happened in your house. Oh, but. no, 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 no. <laughs> um well, dinner last night consisted of, and this was all uh, fried in olive oil, uh, zucchini, cherry tomatoes, white onion, a red a red wine vinegar sauce, a little bit of that, salt and pepper, and some Parmesan on top. I can hear your stomach rumbling now. Yeah. Now, I think I've already figured out tonight's dinner. Okay. It's going to consist of uh, cabbage, which is uh, basically fried with egg. All right. And that's your base for a cabbage-style pizza. Then you put some tomato sauce on top, other assorted toppings. That'll be dinner tonight. Wow. I will look like Papillon on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean... We watched a, a documentary, and I really have to cancel our Netflix plan for Adrian because it's it, this is what happens as she watches things like this, and uh, and but but when we hesitate to make the changes, um, and you know blame it mostly on the kids because we think sure. oh, they'll they won't go along with this. No, um, but it was based on okay, what happens if you were to change a little bit with a, a plant based diet, and and 
what effects the meat have. And and it was interesting in the way that they did it. I think it's called You Are What You Eat, but they used twins um, in oh, the I've study. Oh, i this, yeah. Right? So they, they put one of the twins on a plant-based and one of the on the uh, on an omnivore or omnivorous diet. And it was just interesting to see because they were like, this is the, the one time they've got a perfect example of mm. metabolism in terms of metabolism because twins have that. So they use identical twins in yeah. the study. It was, it was, it was interesting that way. And then afterwards we kind of looked at it and said, okay, well, maybe we should introduce some plant based items into our weekly routine, maybe once a week. Right. If we go, if we're trying burgers, let's try the plant-based burgers. If the kids probably wouldn't even know the difference, well, and, yeah, if you didn't and, tell them. And I would, uh, I would, I'm, I'd be down for that. Let's mm. try, you know, some some plant-based. There's there have been improvements in plant-based items the only, over the years. The only issue you got to be careful with is when you start buying boxed anything. Watch the sodium yes, count because yes. it can be incredibly high. And and it you know yes the price can go up as well. And that just because it says plant based doesn't mean it's better for you. Mm-hmm. Like because you're right, they sometimes they're pumped with all sorts of other things that you really have to read labels and watch what you're doing. But, I will say this: I mean we we still eat meat, not nearly to the extent we once did. And I totally get it having kids because if I look back to our diet when the kids were young, it was horrendous. But um, I have noticed over even the last, say, half a year or so, um, that by cutting out a lot of meat or cutting way down. So if we have a chicken a chicken breast, uh, we'll have like half of one each. Right. Right. The old BMs have improved dramatically. Mm. I struggled my whole life up and down. It was one way or the other. And sometimes days would go by where there'd be nothing and you'd be crampy and sore and I am like clockwork now. <laughs> and that's that's a good sign. That's a good sign. So you do see some improvements. And I to be honest, I mean I can go along with this because luckily it'll be tougher for Maria because she loves food. She's a foodie. Mm. And I think, you know, coming from her background, this is part of what's kind of put her in this spot now. Whereas I not that I just eat to exist. I like food. I'm fine with food. I actually enjoy preparing it more than enjoy eating it. Right. So I don't need a, I don't need to come home to a massive plate of meat and potatoes. Right. You know, like I had a little bowl last night and it was fine. Now, do I enjoy my wine too much? Yes, of course I do. So, uh, there's a balance there and I enjoy to drink too much and Maria enjoys to eat too much. And so, uh, we're trying to find some middle ground here, but, uh, I'm already dizzy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm, you know what I could do actually, if uh, I could, and I kind of admitted this to her. I said, look, we'll, you know, I'll do this with you. I'll support you in this. We'll we'll try it out for a while. Let's see where it goes. But I might be killing baconators at noon every day. (laughs) I I might have to have. You should, you should just go completely like go flatbreads in water and just wear togas around the house too. (laughs) Completely go right off the wall. Can't have flatbread. (laughs) It's a carb for crying out loud. We got talking about this uh, yesterday, I guess, dodgeball, because this um, story had come up that these scientists had done some research to figure out that it's actually easier to avoid being hit by a wrench than a than a ball. Right. And I said to Lucky yesterday, I said, oh, I got to watch this again. So I got uh, got home yesterday and I was doing my stuff and I put it on. 
I just howled. I had forgotten <laughs> how flippin' funny. <laughs> Cotton and Pepper, the two, uh, the two voices, the play-by-play guys. That's right. Uh, one of them being Gary Coleman and uh, Jason Bateman. And the great thing, I just heard this on there, a podcast a while back. He filmed that, those scenes, in between takes of Arrested Development, because they were basically on the same set. Oh, really? So he'd dash over and put the stupid wig on, <laughs> and he was just so great in it. But uh, little things that uh, that I had forgotten, uh, you know, outside of uh, Justin Long getting hit with the uh, wrenches, is he gets hammered a ton. Like, oh, yeah. By the ball, and, and the way they film it, it looks like... <laughs> Really clubbing him hard. <laughs> and, and of course, uh, Ben Stiller is just so great. He's so creepy and weird. <laughs> Dwight. Yeah. Or yeah. White, actually. White. Yeah. White was his name. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Globe Jim Incorporated. Globo. Globo, yeah. And that flipping hair of his. And then one of my favorite little things was after they had won the regionals where they almost got beat by the girl, girl guy troop. Yes. <laughs> they go to celebrate at a bar called Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, if you haven't seen it in a long time, it, it really is terrific. 624, your pally's Craig and Lucky. Uh, we need to get to a reality check, which we will shortly do. A third of us would leave our job for the same pay somewhere else. Hmm. A third of us. See, that makes zero sense because there is a saying, the devil you know. Right. Everyone says they want out, but yeah, there I, is a fear in moving into something else. I mean, if there's a pay bump. Uh, certainly I would discuss that. But if someone called me and said, hey, you want to come and do mornings over here for the same amount? Right. Like, well, why? Because uh-huh. you, you don't know what's going on over there, and it could turn out to be a nightmare. About half of us would leave for as little as a 5% bump in pay, and two-thirds would bounce for a 10% bump. Um, well, I, I think it just generally goes to people feeling underappreciated. Right. In, in what they do. And and whether it's it's pay or just recognition. That, yep. you know, there, there's not much, uh, and, and we're in, we live in a world now where, uh, because of things like social media, we, we seek recognition mm-hmm. all the time, right? Yep. People who put out posts just looking, begging for a like or, or some sort of feedback. And, and it happens in the workplace a lot too, where people, just want some sense of feedback. Whereas there, there was times where employers were saying, well, why do I have to tell you you're doing a good job if you're just coming in and doing your job? Mm-hmm. But then on the flip side, there are employees who say, you know what? I, all I do is do my job mm-hmm. and you should appreciate the fact that I'm not a hassle for you. Yeah. And I think probably it's a cultural thing too, where so many who are of a certain age right now were raised totally being told all their life, how great they were. Mm. And now they're not getting it from mommy and daddy boss, you know, but it's funny you talk about that because almost everybody in this survey said they'd be more motivated if they felt appreciated right. more often. So yeah. you are correct. Um, and the most meaningful forms of appreciation are personalized uh, forms of gratitude. And getting a raise is second. I'll take the money. I don't need you to pat me on the back. <laughs> Just give me the cash. Uh, other forms of appreciation at work include promotions, bonuses, extra paid time off. All about pay. Yeah, and awards like Employee of the Month. And this one. A one-on-one conversation with your boss. Let me tell you this. It's the last thing you want. It is by far, I would take less money if I didn't have to have one-on-ones with the boss man. People on social media 
and talking about the minor but frustrating everyday struggles that they still encounter, which they believe should be solved by now. That staticky, repetitive, tuneless music you're forced to listen to when you're on hold hasn't improved since the 1980s. Right. The pockets on plus-size women's clothing never seem to be a design consideration. You either get tiny pockets, which haven't been scaled at all, or enormous pockets that have been fully scaled. Hmm. Someone also pointed out how women's jeans should just have a waist and inseam size like men's jeans. Okay. Instead of going to the women's sizes, just straight numbers. I always find it interesting if you're going out to buy your significant other. Like if I'm going to buy Maria a piece of clothing, sometimes they'll have it European sizing. Yes. And sometimes they'll just have medium, small, large, and extra. I think everything across the board should just be small, medium, large, and extra large. Right. Like what the hell is an 18 and, you know, say UK 18, US 6. Right. I don't know. Yes. Well, I guess they just, they, they run things differently in different parts of the world. They but. shouldn't. They should no. do it all like we do. Yes, but but there also can be, you know, there there are some like styles or designs or designers where, you know, where I would normally be a large or an extra large that a medium fits. Mm. And and some people like that. <laughs> right. They sure. buy based on that. Yeah. I don't want to be an extra large. I'd rather be a medium. Yeah. When was the last time you slid into a medium? Oh, my anyway? goodness. Well, I can slide one <laughs> leg in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just happy to get back down to large. I, I, I'm with you. I don't remember the last time I slid into anything medium. It's interesting, like, having been in the States, that, that you know, when you see, you know, like, triple and quadruple oh. XLs. Sleeping bags. It, it, it's like a kite. <laughs> And but that kite ain't getting off the no, ground. No, no. But and I and I do. There's a part of me where you look at it and think, okay, uh, you know, there's been talk of you know, do you tax the large, mm. right? Like, how do you tax obesity, right? Right. And and you know, and it is sad to see in some sense. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you're on a plane and you look at and the seat doesn't fit you, mm-hmm. and you think, how does someone larger? get into this kind of thing. But then you look at a quadruple XL shirt and it's the same price as the one that you're buying, but you could make three of yours with it. Yeah, and there is a big battle about um is it just being cruel and insensitive mm-hmm. to say to somebody, listen, for your health and for the well being of all of us, so you're not a tax on our hospitals. Right. Please lose some weight and get in shape. And then there's a side to say, no, you can't say that. If they're happy inside with the way they are, yeah. then you have to respect them for that. Or you know, vice versa, they feel bad enough, now you're going to charge them an extra 10 bucks right. for a shirt right. because they, right. they're bigger. But you can't even, you know, it, it seems like nowadays, because of sensitivity to everything, and I guess woke culture perhaps, but you can't even broach the subject. Like, mm-hmm. even having this conversation, you have to be a it's little... awkward, yeah. How, how far... We don't want to come across as insulting to right. anybody. Yeah. You know, so... Anyhow. Well, I just called your shirt a kite. So. Well, true. And I said I couldn't get off the ground. So. All right. Uh, shopping carts. These are things that are everyday struggles, but uh, uh, frustrating and should have been solved by now. Shopping carts with wheels that easily break, get stuck, or fall out of alignment. Right. It's a cart. Even with it being out in the elements, you think by now they would have been able to make it durable enough. Yeah, to, uh, fulfill its purpose. I, I guess, but there's hundreds of carts mm. in each store, 
and you know you're trusting the whatever the 15 or 16 year old whose job it is to go and collect them that yeah. they're going to report an, an issue with it and someone's got to fix it. I'm always impressed with the uh, the dude going 100 miles an hour up the sidewalk with his shopping cart full of everything. <laughs> I can't push one through the grocery store with a bag of milk and some bread. Uh, TV remotes and appliances with text print on. Uh, text print on the buttons where it could wear off with use over time. Right. So you just have to remember what those buttons supposedly do. <laughs> or consider that if you've worn off the text that perhaps you, you've used it too long. Perhaps. Um, this will probably come up, I guess, in a couple of few weeks maybe. Having to change the clock in your car when it's daylight savings time, even right. though everything's supposed to be smart now. The plastic fasteners that hold new socks together. They can be difficult to remove without damaging the sock. That is true. That's true of all clothing. All bags in clothing. Well, also a lot of food in bags. It's always so like, try getting into a package of bacon. Right. You almost lose your fingers. <laughs> well, but those little, like, uh, like the ones they put in the socks, that little piece of plastic, mm-hmm. it's, it's in there so tight sometimes. You gotta cut the sock. Yeah. In order to get this thing out. Yeah. We should ask Ed about it. Right. Uh, autocorrect. I like this. Someone said, if I typed it, it's what I meant to type. <laughs> Go ahead and highlight it or give me some suggestions, but don't automatically assume that I did it wrong and change it on me. I'm not ducking anything. That's right. <laughs> that it's like having my mother-in-law living inside my cell phone. <laughs> Uh, having to use a keyboard on a TV screen to enter your email address and password by using arrows and selecting each letter individually. Yes, that's annoying. Someone said, why can't all power cords on everything that needs to be plugged in from toasters to lamps to coffee makers to fans all be retractable? Oh. That makes sense. Yeah. So you just have the one solid line instead of clumps of cord on the floor. Right. And um, it retracts right into the device. Yeah. And this is true. If you're in your car right now, you'll probably relate to this. Car horns in radio commercials or sirens. Why is this still a thing? And it's true. Yeah. You're driving along and some commercial has a siren in it and you're just panicking and pulling over. Yeah, we've had complaints about that kind of thing. Not just that. (laughs) A lot more complaints. (laughs) Some financial experts were asked to name things people in the middle class wouldn't be able to afford five years from now. And, uh, you know, it seems... You hear this all the time, that the middle class is disappearing. You either have low income yeah. people or people with too much. Right. Right. And middle class, what did you say earlier? Anywhere between 50 and 100 something well, thousand. Well, it's tough because you have, like, you have the middle class and then you have like lower middle class. And then you have upper, and then middle. You have upper middle class. So the range from lower middle class to upper middle class is anywhere from like 28 grand to 150 grand. Oh, that's crazy. Which is, but it's a completely different yeah. lifestyle and, of, and, and ability. And they we're talking about household incomes, right? Like wow. The med- median household income is about like 60 grand. Oh, see, nobody can. That's low middle class. That's probably just above the poverty but line. But that's not. It's considered middle well, class. That's completely anywhere from 55 wrong. to 89 is, is middle class. And upper middle, anywhere from 89 to 150.
That's just delusional because try to raise a family. If a household income is only 60 grand, you're both just making 30. Right. Good. Well, first of all, you don't have a home. Right. You, or it's a one, one, only one working salary in the household, yeah. household, right? But then I'd say to the other person, uh, can you uh, hit the bricks? Can you find a job? <laughs> well, and that's, that's part of the problem. Hitting the, and that's why they've had to try and introduce $10 a day daycare mm-hmm. because hitting the bricks isn't so easy. Right. Right. If you've got two or three little ones at home and you're trying to pay uh, for them. It, it, one salary is eaten up just in daycare. And, you know, I, I understand it. Everybody's life, you're going to live your life the way you're going to live it. But if I was, you know, making 60 grand a year and that was all the money that was coming in the house and we, you know, unless Maria had gotten pregnant by mistake, like I, if we had no support and we were like kind of living in an apartment, I'd be doubling up on the condoms. Like why, <laughs> like why bury yourself in more problems? And right. again, I know everybody's got to live their life and we hope things improve and all of that. But I, you know, people will say, Oh, well, we just can't afford a baby. Well, yeah, maybe not. Right. You know? Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things. If you say, if you wait until you think you can afford it, you yeah. know, you won't be able to a- right. anymore. Right. And also, as it said, uh, you know, a baby, they're not so expensive in the first year or so. It's, it's when they get to school and right. beyond that they start to well, get we, incredibly we, yeah, expensive. Well, we fear that expense early on. We think, oh, diapers are going to cost a lot. And, right. you know, you got car seats and sure. cribs and all sorts of things. There's no, a lot true. of expenses up front uh, that, that are scary. But you're right. And, and, and what's shocking, I was just reading a, a Globe and Mail article on this. And, and what's shocking is, is that they talk about, you know, for the upper class, mm. people have like a hundred or make 150 grand per year plus. Mm-hmm. Their average, um, or, or the, the kind of their median, um, like uh, full, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not just their income, but really their net worth. All right, because right? they got a house. And they-, they got all this is like over 800 grand, mm-hmm. right? So if you're making 150 grand a year as, as a household, bring that in. Your net worth is averaged about 800 grand. Yeah. If you're making less than $28,000 a year, mm-hmm. your net worth is 12. Right. right? right. $12,000 is yeah. your net worth, everything you own. Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I think probably my decade, my generation, and probably yours kind of just skated through. You know, when, when it came time to buying a house, it was still reasonable. It got more expensive for you than it had for me originally. Yeah, but certainly snuck in. Yeah. Yeah. Know. Under the wire, you know, because anybody who's like, say, in their thirties now, your life experience and theirs is completely different. Yeah. Anyone in there, like, yeah, our age group, mid forties to, to, to late fifties, mm-hmm. early sixties, you, you got in at a point where you're looking, your equity and your net worth now is based on the fact that you bought a house mm-hmm. and it's tripled in value or right. more. Well, not the poo here. <laughs> no. that's, that's upside down, as they say in the business. Uh, anyhow, uh, financial experts say, Things like extended family vacations we won't be able to afford in five years, especially trips overseas. But even to uh, take a week off to go to the beach is very hard for a lot of people now. Yeah, the all-inclusive price has gone up a Mm -hmm. a ton. When you looked at things like Dominican and Cuba and you think, like, wow. Right. uh, We can get in there for like six, seven hundred bucks each. Uh-uh. Not anymore. Uh, The first time Maria and I uh, went uh, went away together, it was $800 each. And we used uh, our uh, OSAP money that was supposed to pay for college. <laughs> <laughs> it 
We called it our Ontario student Acapulco plant. Right. Um, new cars. Prices have gone up significantly in the past five years, and it looks like that trend will probably continue. And, yeah, I mean, it's just the, 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 the sticker. On oh, new cars, it just makes my head spin. It, it it is crazy, and and you know I read something yesterday. You know said if you want to get into a car, look at a, a rental return mm. like those, which you know often feared. Like oh man, I've I've driven a lot of rental cars, <laughs> and you, it's a NASCAR event when you're driving those things around. But it's the one way you can get yourself into a a newer car. Well, we saw what happened in planes, trains, and automobiles That's with right. that rental. <laughs> <laughs> Radio's clear as a bell. That's right. <laughs> um, private school, the rise in tuition is far outpacing gains in income. And in Canada, I looked this up, and it's for a private school anywhere between 15 and 30K a year. Mm. You've got a couple of kids, 60K over and above everything else? I, I think those who are looking towards private schools are are likely doing it as a status thing anyway, right? right? They've, they've got some some family money backing them early. They're horrible human beings is what they are. <laughs> um, if you're middle class, even concerns about retirement, even if you've been sucking away and putting it away and you got a pension, socking it away, not sucking it away. Right. You sock it away. You <laughs> the suck government it away. sucks it away. That's right. Um, so even people who are, you know, say in their mid-60s now or maybe were able to get out in their late 50s, you know, if you're going to live another 30, 40 years or something, you got to really... Make sure you rein it in a bit so you don't run out of dough. Right. You know. Well, and and a lot of that having to do with jobs that don't just don't have pensions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the 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 structure for retirement isn't what it was. Companies aren't offering you know RSP matches mm-hmm. or pensions. Uh, if you get you know government jobs or municipal employment that has that, mm-hmm. that's such a massive factor. Oh yeah. And when you talk to some older people and they're like, oh, I don't know how I'm so hard. I worked for thirty years in the plant there, and I had a pension and now i'm out with full benefits what's your problem right well that plant job isn't there anymore and those benefits aren't there anymore so anyhow and finally of course homes nobody can afford Mm -hmm. you know certainly uh certainly in the gta it's just just stupid money so and i don't see it changing anytime soon like i don't see i know ford's talking about building all these affordable houses but then even when he's asked about it he he can't put a price tag on it or say why they're going to be affordable affordable to who is the big question right well but they've been made out of uh old cardboard two four (laughs) cases i'll take the coors lighthouse and uh oh we're going to be swooning on oscar night which happens on sunday march 10th on abc with jimmy kimmel because Ryan Gosling will perform I'm Just Ken. Oh. Yeah, now we've seen him dance, and we certainly saw him sing in Barbie, but who knows what the uh, special effects involved with that were, but he will be uh, supposedly singing live. Speaking of award shows, I didn't see this, but the Screen Actors Guild was on for the first time on Netflix the other night. So it was commercial-free, and they were dropping F-bombs everywhere. Really? Yes, the cast of Breaking Bad reunited for their 10th year anniversary, and they were all dropping the F-bomb up huh. there. Because you can on the Netflix. So anyhow, that'll happen. Of course, uh, Ryan Gosling is up uh, for uh, Best Supporting Actor, and uh, I'm Just Ken is nominated for Best Original Song. Right. Um, a great, great movie from uh, the 2000s, An American Psycho. It is uh, going to be uh, a reboot is in the works for that. Christian Bale, of course, was amazing as the uh, psycho Patrick Bateman 
in the original. So we will see who's going to follow up that. And uh, a lot of people are suggesting Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. If you've ever watched that show, his character uh, can be pretty menacing at times, but mm. in a very dark, calm, comedic, comedic yeah. yeah. Uh, what else do we have going on? Oh, this is a great story about uh, a metal band. Uh, Lorana, I want to think is their name. Doesn't really matter. They've broken up. <laughs> But when you want to talk about crazy dysfunction, and there's been so many bands, we've heard all the stories mm. of the infighting in and chaos and egos. But this takes it to a whole other level. This band just broke up on Sunday. They've parted ways with uh, their singer, Diego, because he did something really messed up to another bandmate who goes by the name Six. Okay. Diego wanted to steal Six's fiance. Oh, mm-hmm. right. So he started dosing six with estrogen. <laughs> Apparently, Diego has some kind of job in the fitness or supplement industry. And right. He was providing six with a pre-workout formula, but he was secretly loading it up with estrogen. Oh, my goodness. That's just terrible, giving him boobies and everything. The band says Diego was attempting to force a transition onto him for the last five months in hopes that that would give him the opportunity to swoop in once uh, as he'd look stronger and more manly in comparison. Wow. (laughs) Turning six into a nine. Yes. (laughs) It uh, cost, uh, all it really did was cost, of course, Diego his gig as the lead singer, and it cost six thousands of dollars in medical bills so he, so he could try to figure out what the hell was wrong with him. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> why, why are my boobs hanging down over my base? <laughs> What's going yeah. on here? Don Henley uh, is currently in court in Speaking New York. Speaking of dysfunctional bands. Yes, very much so. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a great read. The uh, one of the guitarists they fired, uh, Don Feldman. Read his book. You want to talk? Glenn Fry, just an a hole of the highest order. Now he's passed, right? So, but he was still. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, a <laughs> holes and great people all die. Gotcha. They're not all great now just because they died. Anyhow, Don Henley is currently in court in New York for the uh, criminal trial of three men accused of illegally possessing hundreds of pages of handwritten lyrics that he says are rightfully his. And on the stand yesterday, Henley faced questions about his arrest in 1980 after a 16-year-old prostitute suffered an overdose at his home. Oh. Not good. And uh, so I guess what was happening was the, the defense who are, of course, uh, Henley's reps, they brought it up because they were trying to get ahead of the prosecution because they knew they were going to question him about this. I don't know how an arrest from 1980 ties into hundreds of music sheets stolen. Right, but yeah. The, the relevance in there. Anyhow, he has Who's the character? I guess so, right. You could have been a lawyer. <laughs> I watched a lot of Law & Order. Just yell that all the time. Watched Law & Order Toronto, too, actually. Oh, how was it? It was all right. They murdered him, eh? <laughs> Did I didn't hear it, eh? I was listening for it. Really? Oh, well, they, well, the guy that they've got playing him is a real kind of East Coast oh, really? vibe to him. All right. Huh. But yeah. I, I, it broke, like, records for Canadian debuts of shows. Really? Yeah. There's something else you and I don't have in common. I don't know that I've watched one second of Law & Order. Hmm. Yeah. I watched. I watched a lot of it. Although I noticed the Toronto one, and I don't know if it gets better as the season goes on, but it was only law. There's not a lot of, or normally only order, not mm. a lot of law, because normally it's like the crime and then the trial. Okay, they didn't go into court at all. 
Hmm. The courts were closed. <laughs> <laughs> they got to dress someone up, yeah. put the gown on, the wig, everything. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so Don was questioned in court about this 16-year-old uh, prostitute who OD'd in his home, and he said, yeah, that was a poor decision. I don't know that he said it that Not way. Not my best day. No, uh, he said he called the sex worker to escape the depression he was following after or the, the depression he was going through after the uh, breakup of the Eagles. But he added, yeah, I made a poor decision, which I regret to this day, and I had to live with it for 44 years. I'm still living with it today in this courtroom. Yes, poor decision. He also noted that he did not have sex with the sex worker and that he was the one who called the firefighters to uh, help her and that he did not know she was underage until after he was arrested. So, yeah, I would say poor decision is. Yeah. Although I think Boys of Summer was a worse decision. (laughs) Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.